This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> Living. <laughs> Doing it. What's the latest? So I think I talked about this before and during and after, but I recently moved. And I know I was like gearing up for it in the organization, like to pack process, which went really well. That was forever ago. It feels like now, even though we've been in our apartment only for about a month now, which it just feels like so much longer, which I guess a month is kind of a long time, but I feel like I was preparing for the move for like three months. I feel like every time you've moved to, you've done a really good job of getting like unloaded faster yeah so it feels like it's been longer for sure yeah yeah you're like come over and see this yeah because i never really had people over at any of my well a couple times at my previous apartment for like you know the award shows and the, the things that matter um and at my i think our apartment before that we had people over maybe once so what i'm learning is that making a home is not just like the want to make a home and just wanting it to feel like home. It takes a lot of work to make a place feel like home. And I think I talked about this as well, where like the place that I felt the most at home was like the home my parents created for me. But what I used to think it was just like the the home I lived in growing up. But then you realize, oh my gosh, someone made that feel that way. And I am paying much closer attention to my mother's like tactics and how she does things and how amazing she is at everything that she does. And she's so good at like, making people feel cozy and welcome. And I realized she obviously did that for me growing up. And so now I'm like, oh, I guess it's not just like a thing that happens. It's a thing I have to work out. And so... It seems like a common theme for a lot of stuff that you're working through. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. There's a process. <laughs> we did it's talk about that. Now. How I have like a really strong process issue slash like full work in progress. Yeah. Um, so we took a lot of time over the last month to like figure out what furniture we needed or wanted and where it was going to go and how we were going to organize our space. And we put photos up on the wall and like our artwork is up on the wall. And I, and I think that that has really helped us firstly, like work together to create a home for ourselves, for Doug and I, but also for me to walk in and feel like, oh my gosh, this is my home. And mm-hmm. the stupidest, but like most important thing to me is this little, uh, key hanger that I have that I bought from a local place to Rochester called Abode and it's got it's gold and it's got like four hooks on it and it has little hearts on it and I bought it totally on a whim and I think we were together when I bought it and I was like this is super cute and I just brought it home and it now hangs in this apartment and that was like the final touch I think for both of us and we we stepped back and we were just like It feels much more like home than it did even, like, six hours ago. Mm -hmm. And so I'm realizing that, like, the things that mean something to you should be displayed. And the work to get it to the place that you want it to feel like is deserving of that time. And so it was a really good, like, mental process. Obviously also, like, physical process. I hate hanging things. I'm not good at it. And we got into, like, a little, like, spat about, like 
how far and where to. And I was like, I don't care. Like, just put it somewhere. And then we like, just put the nail in the wall. <laughs> right. And I'm like, that should be easy. Just do it. And then we worked together and we sorted it out. But it was it was a really good feeling to step back and be like, OK, this is what it means to like make a home for ourselves. And it could be anywhere but as long as we're putting the effort in and taking the time then we have the ability to create that space for ourselves yeah so it felt good i love that i feel like the cozy things like the knickknacks that are only relevant to you Mm -hmm. and the photos and the the wall hangings those are the things that like create that element of love and coziness that are unique to you Mm -hmm. and that's what is the element of home life you're so so right yeah because that's really and I have like a non artwork like thing where I just don't have a ton of it and if I do it's like in my office like all the stuff that I've collected is in my office for me to enjoy and the stuff that we have at home is stuff that like Doug has been collecting and it's and I love it but I think now we're on to figuring out okay we're looking for a couple large pieces to put near our our new table and I think that's going to be like a fun thing that we do together for exactly the reason that you said like it's personal to us it makes it cozy it makes other people feel welcome in our home because they know that we kind of care about the space that we're in and we're ready to like make people feel like we want them there (laughs) because I think for a long time I was just like just come over whatever and it was there and it was fine but it wasn't like cozy it was comfortable but it wasn't cozy of all the places though this one i think because of that it's like an intentional effort that you guys have made when i walked in for the fourth celebration it it felt felt good yeah it felt like your together home good i'm so glad to hear that and we've been cooking there together a lot so i think there's just like more of us taking advantage of the space so that's where i'm at that's what i got going on but uh what about you so at the release of this episode, so we're celebrating with Queen speaking, Team QS at large. Yes! I will have officially paid off my college loan. All of them. <laughs> All of the many loans. That's so exciting! That's so exciting! So I I'm, usually keep that voice <laughs> intact, but that is just, like, I'm, like, beaming. Am I crying yet? Is it, is it coming? Are the tears there? <laughs> Am I crying yet? Um, honestly, though, budgeting is the only way that I could have gotten this done. And the way that I approached it in the last three years since I chose to consolidate my loans, um, I snowballed all of my extra cash at the end of each pay period to pay it down. Mm-hmm. And this actually works out really well because interest rates are going up. And since mine was a variable rate, it's already bumped up 1%. So see see you later, wow. loan, hello, all that cash money back into my bank account. Can but you believe that? I am so friggin' excited. And it feels weird because like I'm celebrating it knowing that I will have, because it's basically like I'm waiting for payday so that, because I don't want to like preemptively do it. Right. Not that there's like anything, like my check's not going to get lost in the mail, I don't think. It's automatically deposited. fingers crossed on that. But I'm doing it with the specific intention of the fact that I like waited for each pay period and tracked everything. And so... It's, it's so exciting. It's here. That is such a big deal. And, like, you know my first reaction is, like, what are you going to do with all that cash? Like, let's go on vacation. Let's figure this out. And you're like, no. <laughs> new goals. I just, all that money is going to the new goals. European vacation. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I can't wait to see that come together. 
And that's, like, a realistic thing now. Like, because it was a future goal and, like, what we've talked about in the past, like, around budgeting in general, to have that, like, immediate goal that you're Mm -hmm. working toward, but then to have that future goal. And now it's super exciting to see that become, like, not a future goal. Like, at the forefront. Right. Like, it now replaces what you've been working toward and what, like, the in-front-of-your-face goal is. Yeah. And now that becomes the in-front-of-your-face goal. And it's, like, a fun one that you get to do all these awesome things and planning around. And that's just so rad. That is just super exciting. We're going to pop some serious bottles. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are all listening to this episode, that will probably have happened already. So, uh, you know, give us a little a congratulatory shout out to Brian because she earned that. She's ready. It's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. <laughs> it's a really big deal. All, We're both crying. All by myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And in addition to all by yourself. So. Oh, Super exciting. So in addition to that being inspiring for all of you, Brown, what's inspiring you this week? (laughs) Um, Ever since you mentioned first round, I decided to sign up for their newsletter because... Isn't isn't it the best? I feel like this is a, like, deep dive in an educational element about how companies and organizations work in a very super niche specific topic. Yeah. And, like the deepest of dives into it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to know one thing, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about this one thing. Yeah, it's really cool. So the one that I um, saved in my inbox for a while and then finally had the time, because like you, when you download this thing, you're like, this is going to be it's serious. A, di- a deep dive, a time, time consumption, more than just the average newsletter. Yeah, absolutely. So the one that I saved was the type of team diversity you're probably not paying attention to. And it's it talked about communicating change. And I feel like that's just, I pay attention to that because I think in terms of just the way that organizations and people work and like how to navigate that world of like, I have to deliver difficult news or news that changes the way that you do your job. Mm-hmm. I think just having that knowledge, even though I'm not in like the true capacity of having to do that, I think it's something that I know like, internally I'm trying to prepare myself for because it's hard to do that. Yeah. And so the example was from Itamar Goldman's of Alt School and he talked about using the head, heart and will model from Mastering Leadership, um, hmm. which is a book, and he catered when he had to go forth and um, talk about some major changes that were happening in the organization. Um, he ended up the first transition of like having that conversation did not go well yeah and so um he ended up like having to redo it and going back and re rejiggering the uh the message and it's good to know that professionals have to do that too yes (laughs) i think like hey i made a mistake or this didn't go as planned so we need to go back to the drawing board yeah um but he catered his message to each audience audience explaining the end goal or why behind the change for the head types, mm-hmm. the step-by-step methodology for the will types, hmm. and then the impact on people for the heart types. And he said that people were able to actually understand the news the, and process the change and then, like, understand how to get back into business mode yeah. and understand how it all affects their job. But I thought that the way that this mastering leadership book with the head heart and will model is just like the most basic breakdown of how each of us operate yeah and if you're thinking about those three things when it comes to what you're doing on a day-to-day basis 
that's going to make like so much more sense of the work you do, how you communicate with your company, how you communicate with people in general. Yeah. Um, because, and just to give everybody a breakdown, I definitely encourage you, like we'll link to this in show notes on, it'll be on queenspeaking.com just so everybody knows. Um, but because it really goes into like super specifics if you want a deep oh, dive. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> oh my God, you just like tapped into my heart center. I am so ready. Yeah. I love first round and I am so into this kind of information. So it's all tied to our basic needs. And so heart equals to be liked. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're crafting your message for the heart people, making sure that you incorporate that element into your messaging. Interesting. Or in how you're interacting with your team, perhaps, if you have heart differing people. individuals on your, your team. They also recommended to have a disbursement of each of these personalities. That totally unquote. makes sense. Well, it's like the strengths. Like, you want to yeah. have, like, a disbursement of strengths within the team. And um, so the other ones, will is to be in control and win. Fair. Makes sense. The competitive competitive folks, the yeah. ones who are trudging, trudging toward the goals and always... Uh, unstoppable. Unstoppable, yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. Um, and then head is to be smart. Hmm. So hmm. those are the people who want to, like, think through that intellectual process and all of that. Awesome. I definitely fall into the heart category. I don't know what I heard. I think I definitely am not a will. <laughs> You're a heart as well. Am I? After having read the whole article, okay. you'll see I'm a heart. more details around that. But That makes sense. <laughs> they gave some really specific examples on how um, this basically, like, breaks down from a team standpoint and how you can kind of work that through. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was something worth sharing because I think if you're – either trying to help your team work better together this might be something worth presenting to your manager i'm trying to figure out how to like incorporate this into some like team learning that i can share with mine that's great um but i think it's just one of those things that's like being able to break down different personality types and understanding like what motivates people really will help you be a better employee manager leader Mm -hmm. etc absolutely this is actually change is one of the things that we talked about in one of the first classes i took for my master's program and it's change management and there's a whole major centered around it now and people really need change professionals in their organizations especially as you scale and so you know if you started with a, a team of five and you're now all of a sudden growing to a team of 200 like that's a lot of change for those even for just those five people as well as for the people that are coming in and needing to understand what the culture was like when the company started and as they're coming into this space like how do they grow and change with the company so actually change management professionals are in like super high demand right now and what's exciting about this article is that this is another way to look at how to communicate change if you don't have the capacity to bring on a change management professional either in-house or hire out for that person so this is so awesome so people that are even in like small businesses right now that Mm -hmm. need to like shift because of tech or shift because of people operations or whatever it is, like you now have a tool that you can use to really manage that. And like what is so important is how you communicate through change. Like that is the number one thing that people suck at because it is really difficult because something works one way in your mind and then you think that it will work for the other people because they're like, they trust you, you're the Mm -hmm. leader, you are, you know, head of the organization. Like, of course, whatever you say, like, they will understand and they will go with it and that is just super, super not true. So something like this where it's like, you first need to 
fully survey the people that you need to communicate your change to. And then how are you talking to each individual or each team about it? Understanding what their strengths are, what their type is, um, is really awesome. So this can be, this seems like it would be a great, great resource for any, anybody firstly, but especially people that see change on their horizon or want to like have that equip to go out and help change happen either with their own organization or if they're on a board or anything where they're in a volunteer space. Like this is just like, and you know, this is totally my thing. Like I love this stuff. So I'm super excited to read this. I have no idea how I missed it, but I'm ready. It's time. What about you? So we have been talking, I think, you know, when this airs, it will have been a couple weeks ago, but we had our big biz dev meeting, which Mm -hmm. I am still like reeling off of. Um, But one of the things we talked about is this Women's Only Work It podcast festival. And it's um, a super exciting opportunity. And I'm like, I get all like excited just thinking about it. But what we found was that they have a whole series of podcasts from their last um, their last year, so 2017's conference. And that was really exciting because as we're like deciding on if we're going to make this move and like go to this thing and, and learn about all of it, it was really great to be able to find out what they talked about, how it was communicated, how things were like, how audience questions were tackled. But it was like really inspiring to hear from from podcasters, like both the hosts and the producers and, and really like get into the nitty gritty of podcasting. And I think as we learn more about this space and how we fit in here and what our voice is and how we do what we do and what makes us feel really good, it was just like that... I don't know if you've ever been to a conference where you just feel like they're talking right to you and you just get that like buzzy, excited, like just ready to dive in feeling. And that was just what I got from listening. I've listened to two of the podcasts so far. I've got like a whole lineup of the ones that I want to listen to. And I think it was this great mix of like learning something new, but also learning about a space that I am so excited to be part of. And so that is like my thing this week, because I think if you are excited about something and you have it on your list of either to do's or to learn about, mm-hmm. then like go find the resources that make you feel really excited to do more digging. And even when it gets hard to dig more and like learn more, because that's what these episodes did for me. And it just felt really good to be like part of this space and learn about like there were a couple people who had audience questions who talked about their podcast and why they've started and like for me are super unknown but Mm -hmm. like who knows for other people they could be like the one that they listen to every single day so it was cool to find out about how many people are really in this space and what they're trying to accomplish with their messaging so it was cool I love that I I know that we talked about this because I was there (laughs) (laughs) you were (laughs) Um, but I have this in my queue of Mm -hmm. the bajillions of episodes that I need to listen to of all my favorite podcasts (laughs) but it's I love the element of like something that's an interest that also is a passion project that also is educational and so to kind of have like a live element or like something to take away like it's so obvious that a podcasting festival is like we're gonna put out a podcast with (laughs) all the podcast episodes we like stumbled upon them Like, we didn't even think that was there. It was like, is this valuable to us? Oh, maybe we should listen to these episodes. (laughs) So I think that that's like a really good point, though, with just finding things that you care about. And like, if you're into it, 
dive into it. Do it. Yeah. I just like, I was so jazzed to, to not just like find them and like have them in the queue, but then to listen to them. And I'm like, you know, I've got like the chills from hearing these people that are again, like maybe not super known to people, but have created a space for themselves where they have this like really niche following or they figured out how to do a thing that we're hoping to figure out how to do. And you just get like that, oh my God, like let me write all this down and like, and then put it into action and put it in the next biz dev meeting. <laughs> and like, so it was really, it was really cool. And it was like that re-inspiration because I think we were both a little, a little tired after that three-hour, four-hour meeting. Yeah, that was a long day. It was a long day. But, like, getting re-energized by, like, what's on the horizon and what we're really excited to do was, like, amplified by listening to these women, all women um, or non-binary and from the LGBTQ community, from all different communities. It was just super, super cool. So I'm excited to uh, get down with more podcasts around this topic. We love podcasts. The podcast topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So uh, Brianna, give it to me straight. What are we? What are we talking about today? Oh, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Recently, travel. <laughs> so recent. <laughs> um, we are both planning and prepping for vacation. Yep. So I thought that it would be important for us to check in and talk about how to actually make vacations work for you. I think it's really easy for people to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, book my vacation and, like, call it a day. But it actually, in order for you to fully chill out and enjoy your time off, you have have to do s- some stuff to make that happen. And so, like, how is it that you can do the right things to prepare for your the ultimate rec- relaxing for you getaway. Yes. Yeah, I think like that's, I mean, as we talk about on every single episode, everything we talk about is super personal. So like if you, you, everyone chills up differently, but this is, this is going to be a great conversation around like what our styles are, but also some things that I think are kind of blanketed to most people Mm -hmm. and how to kind of do that prep aspect and how to like be sure not to wing it (laughs) or at least fully wing it. I was just overhearing a conversation the other day of someone who's like, yeah, we booked it and we're just going to like figure it out. And I'm like, okay, I'm stressed for you. (laughs) And I don't even know you like, and it's that moment where like, I'm not a planner by any stretch of the imagination, but I also recognize that like, sometimes you got to like get some stuff on a dock and share it with the people you're going somewhere with. Um, Because it'll make the vacation better for everybody at the end of the day. 100%. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, like, no one wants to come back feeling more stressed out than they were when they left. So I think we're really wanting to get into, like, what actually matters to you when it comes to planning a vacation. And, like, don't try to do something that you think works for you if it doesn't work for you. Absolutely. And that's such a good point. Like... If you're trying to be Instagram famous based on your vacation, like, just leave it at the door because you should not care about, like, what beautiful photos you want to take or, like, what you want to post or what you want to show people that you're doing. Like, if that's your thing, that's great. Like, if you are a photographer or you do have, like, a banging Instagram page, that's fine. But, like, if this is, like, your moment, (laughs) like, put it out there, maybe start with your your own life (laughs) and, like, the life you live and making that really great to put on Instagram and then graduate to the vacation person. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Okay. Are we ready to speak it, Queens? We are. Let's do it. Uh, So before you even make that time off request, what does your ideal vacation look like? 
Super hefty question. <laughs> what question do you ask yourself? Naturally, it's what makes you happy. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so common for people to be like, well, so-and-so went to Thailand, so I've got to go to Thailand because that looks really amazing. But yeah. like, if you're not into that, you shouldn't go do that. It should be all vacation should be around what's enjoyable to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's asking questions of yourself, like, are you a museum person? Are you actually, like, in the mode of wanting to chill out and, like, hang on the beach? Mm-hmm. Is it February and it's Rochester and minus four degrees and... You need some sun in your We need life. some sun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or like me, do you want to just drink and eat all day? Which is totally valid. And I think, I think so many people plan full trips around food. And I think that that is the mode that I am in. <laughs> is planning trips around food. When Dan and I went to Charleston recently, um, we were just, like, waiting for the hour for us to, like, feel comfortable. Because, like, we don't like to day drink all that much, but it was, like, we wanted to, like, be on vacation and be, like, people aren't drinking on a Thursday at 3 p.m., but we are. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and that's such a good question. Like, what makes you happy? And whenever I think about that specifically, for me, it always comes back to people and food and beverage Mm -hmm. and sharing with people. And, like, even if those are strangers, but just being part of a community of good food and, like, having people that appreciate good food and good drinks, um, that is, like, what, like, just I feel so good and cozy when I think about that. So, like, really thinking about when you're at your happiest, what are you surrounded by, who are you surrounded by, um, and kind of taking it from there. And I think we've also gone with the intent to something to consider for the planning prospect of a future vacation is, like, the city that you're going to or the place that you're planning to visit or the multiple places that you're planning to visit. What is it that you're getting out of each? Like, is this a food and drink vacation? Is this a hiking activity, physical exploration vacation? Is this, like, a chill out? Like, plan the activities or do the research around what it is that the city even offers you because, like, we weren't going to Charleston to, like, sit on the beach because it was still like only 60 degrees we were like let's get oysters and shop and just enjoy the fact that the sun is shining yeah because at that time it was vacant here it's rough (laughs) uh but that's something i think that's important is to like based around what it is that you're where you're actually going what are the things that you want to capture out of that that place that you're visiting for sure and i think like for me so the vacation that i've got on the docket is um it's a family vacation so it's like i think like 12 of us including the babes so um that's a little different so like ideal ideal vacation like what makes me happy like my family makes me happy ideal vacation we're going to uh cape may and so i don't know a whole lot about cape may but it is it is a place where all of us can get to and all of us like fit in this house so i think within the confines of it being a family vacation like what is ideal within that large group situation and you might find yourself in this situation even if it's not family but like a wedding that you are going to that's at a destination like so like the place has been picked for you. The people have been picked for you. So, like, what within your control do you then, like, kind of shake up a little bit? Um, so I think that all of these 
these same rules apply still. So even if it's not a place that I picked, um, I still can like find a way. So for me, I'm like having food be infused by like what I'm doing, not necessarily where we're going out to, but what we're bringing into the house and like what we'll be making and what we'll be focused on and what drinks we'll be providing. And my family has this like fun little email chain about like how much how much drink everybody is bringing and like what type of Bev everybody is drinking, which has been fun because then it's like a thing that I really enjoy and I get to share it with my family. So there is a way to do this, even if like the like outer control is not your own, um, you can still make that, that piece of it yours. Um, I love that so much. Yeah. And I'm really, I mean, I'm really excited because I haven't, my family doesn't get fully, fully all together often. Um, so I'm really looking forward to just that time together, but I think like what, how we can like spice it up and make it ideal for each of us will be like really fun to watch all of us do as well. Um, and I found this thing on Girlboss. I think it's girlboss.com. Girlboss's website. Mm -hmm. And it was, they shared like 50 free or 50 plus free or inexpensive things to do over the summer. And I was like, oh my God, like you can use that anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Including vacation. Right. And I like, I now feel a little like slow because I was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like I can do that at home. And then you're like, oh my God, all of these things apply other places. And so I think if you're kind of struggling to figure out what makes you happy, if you're that person, that's like, well, either everything makes me happy or nothing makes me happy. Like going to resources like this that are also something that you're not going to spend like a lot of chump change on, then this helps you kind of figure out what of that giant list makes you happy. And then maybe like working backwards from activity then to place versus place to activity, Mm -hmm. like figuring out what that looks like for you. So we're going to share that list because I thought it was a great list and it just hit me that you can also use it on vacation. Yeah. So I feel like those are great little tips too. I saw that and scrolled through and was like, there are a lot more free things that I should be doing. Totally. Especially when you think about like budget friendly or if you're like, you know, your vacation is like a long weekend. Yeah. Those yes. are great things to consider of like do a picnic instead of a visit to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and if the destination was the big ticket item, mm-hmm. then like using this as you plan like the activities that you do might be a good way to like alleviate some of the other things that you'd be spending money on. Yeah. Um, one of the recent tips that I read from Girls Night In uh, talked about uh, when you're visiting popular destinations or touristy spots, asking yourself the question, is this a place that I can experience beyond just looking at it? Yeah. Because, again, like <laughs> this realm of Instagram perspective of other people's vacations, you're like, this is amazing. And then you get there and you're like, what do I do? all I see is literally what the picture showed me. Yeah. Um, and this has happened to me before where I'm like, I totally want to go to this really cool place and see this thing and like some scenery from uh, the birds movie, Alfred uh, Hitchcock. Yes, and then yes. you're like, this actually is totally different. And I actually was just really enjoying the fact that I was on the beach and <laughs> we were by the ocean now and I'm that here. felt really refreshing. And I made us leave to go look at this weird church. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point because you're right. Like if you're like a real film buff and like, it would just like make your whole life to go see that scene. Like, sure. But then like, don't drag everybody with you. <laughs> And, like, have a plan B of... And, and like, there's a way, I'm sure, to kind of see, like, okay, this is what I'm looking at to go, like, see physically. But then, like, 
it, are there websites that then say like, oh, these are the things that you actually do at this place. Like yes. this is a tour you can take of the place. Um, yes. I got kind of caught in that trap at the Grand Canyon <laughs> because Instagram famous for sure, <laughs> the Grand Canyon. And I, like the furthest I got was like, I was like, I want to see it. Like I need to see it. And then I got there and I saw it on the very first day that we arrived. And we had like five or six more days to do stuff. And thankfully, Doug thought ahead and was like, these are the things we're going to do actually to experience it from above, from below, from within. So like, that's such a, when I read that you had that, I was like, that's a great great point yeah because the photo is great but like if you've got days to hang out at a place like you really want to make sure you've got stuff to do so that was like the view like never got old obviously but like then you really want to figure out okay like am i just gonna look at this for five more like i'm not gonna keep going to the same vantage point like what else is there so it's like you have the plan in place and then what is it within that like what are the history tips what are the like facts about this place what are the additional things that you can do like if you take a ferry boat somewhere Mm -hmm. again something we did in Seattle and we got to walk around Mm -hmm. and then it just became a point where we were like oh my gosh we've literally seen the whole island yeah what next right and it just kind of took a little bit for some of the other places to open up and we hung out at this really cool brewery and dan got to have some gluten-free beers that were delicious so like sometimes it takes like oh let's finesse this a little bit and like go on the like the fly to discover new things while you're actually experiencing something right but sometimes it does require require you to do a little bit of extra research to dive into like is this actually a place worth us going and right. are you going to walk away saying like that place was legit right and is it and then is it like is it a stop on a tour of like on your way to the other place that like you know there's more to do that you're excited to do but you still want to see it and like that's cool but like do you have the next step planned of like okay we're just seeing it and then we move on like Carrie Bradshaw's apartment or something yeah <laughs> there's other stuff to do in you're New like, York I oh my gosh I've seen it <laughs> and then you keep walking and I you're can't like, go what inside do we do next? <laughs> and there's no like photo that I can take with her cardboard cutout <laughs> so <laughs> what is my next step here I think those things end up naturally making me feel anxious because I'm like oh my gosh okay I'm gonna back up a step real quick because okay. I plan a lot in my life. It's very natural for everyone to assume that I am the planner. Yeah. When it comes to vacations, I think of nothing. Wow. That's new. <laughs> Dan does the majority of our vacationing research, and so he very much enjoys it. And I will pick out like a handful of things that I'm like, this is, it's usually around restaurants that I want to yeah. go to. Yeah. And so sometimes I forget that like there's things outside of food. <laughs> Why would you ever need to remember that? <laughs> and so there comes a point where in on like every vacation we've ever been on where I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought beyond. Like I, we've done this one thing that I really enjoyed and I have nothing else to like contribute yeah. here. Right. And so I think this prepping for this episode has kind of also empowered me to think about what are the other things outside of what like naturally is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really loved this awesome tip when you're vacationing with, with your significant other, which in my case is most often the vacations that I'm taking, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're traveling and like doing like destination and scoping out cities and stuff. Be flexible and incorporate downtime into that time you're spending together. For sure. Because I think 
it's really important and like this is something that I think I acknowledge but don't actually incorporate into vacations and I thought it was genius (laughs) but duh you guys enjoy different things just like you know your friends have yeah just like at home um if there are things that you enjoy doing separately incorporate that into your vacation like you hang out at a museum while your bf goes wakeboarding i don't know whatever it happens damn wakeboard he might (laughs) we'll find (laughs) out give him a try in the european vacay (laughs) um but i think even just having incorporating time for you to work out or just have some chill downtime um for example one of the trips like there comes a point where it's like okay we've literally walked 70 miles today i can't anymore and so there have been times where we'll actually say like let's get breakfast and we'll have some just like our own version of chill time like both of us like to just kind of hang out and like Mm -hmm. read a magazine or listen to a podcast whatever so we incorporate that into like a little bit of some post breakfast chill out oh good especially when we were in seattle we woke up every friggin' day at 6 a.m and you're like there's literally nothing that we can do that's the best (laughs) because then you can make coffee and hang out so we we incorporated some chill time and it actually made for because it's stuff that we that's something that we like to do when we're home it ended up being one of our in my opinion one of our best vacations yet because i felt like I like a vacation to feel relaxing yeah. and also fulfilling. And so I think that's something that, like, if there's any tip that you take away from in this planning process, it's take some time for you time while you're still doing all the fun vacation-y things that you can do. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, what aspects of your life at home are okay to maintain when you're on vacation? Like, is a slow coffee morning with, like, a bagel, like, something that brings you great joy in your life? There's no reason not to do that on vacation. Maybe you can just, like, have it last a little longer. Or, you know, in addition to all the cool stuff that you've got on your your docket of plans, that is totally okay. You're not vacationing wrong by, like, really remaining, um, to have that one element kind of remaining in in your lineup of stuff. So I think that's a great tip. Yeah. And the other thing especially from like a relationship standpoint as you're growing and learning from each other have that conversation about what it is that you enjoyed the most about that experience um, because you're probably going to say something differently than they're going to say it and so you'll be able to learn something new about you know what excites you or what you enjoy or what matters to you um, and you're the person that you're traveling with and I think that that's like a nice acknowledgement of like what did you take away from this this experience and acknowledging that both of you really enjoyed that vacation together? Yeah, I think like that's the thing that I never thought about. Not that I never asked, you know, like, how are you doing? Or did you like this? But but specifics around like the stuff that you did and like what stood out to you and why you felt the way you did. And I and Doug actually asked me that when we were at the Grand Canyon and it, and it took me a minute to think about because I was just and can you tell like we've only really ever gone to the Grand Canyon and <laughs> I couldn't tell you where else we go on vacation. (laughs) But that one was really great. So that's why I keep bringing it up. But I think when he asked me that, I was, I, it made me reflect and take a step back and, and really enjoy it. And then asking him, that was like a surprise. And and then saying like, okay, how do we incorporate more of that into mm-hmm. our future vacays? So we are both walking away, like refreshed, but also challenged, but also happy. Like 
I think that check-in is something that feels like it could be kind of an oversight and never intentionally, but just you're like, you were on vacation, so obviously it was great. But to get into those details really brings you closer together, which is always good. Always. So what kind of, like, what other helpful aids would you say are available out there? I found this amazing thing that is called Jauntaroo. You know I love the name a lot. (laughs) Jaunt. I mean, jaunt in and of itself. I'm just like, jaunt. I just jaunt places. But jauntaroo is like an added whimsy element. Yeah. I feel like uh, technology has brought us so many great things. And this in and of itself is the perfect thing as you're trying to map out your ideal vacation. Because it's literally a vacation matchmaker. And helps you narrow down your destinations based on certain categories. I love. So you can pick things based on the vibe that you want to get. If you want, like, chill time or, like, activities. Is this a new thing? Because I feel like give it, like, five years ago and vibe would have never landed on, like, a category. (laughs) Hey, I think it's important. It's fresh. Fresh and new. Um, (laughs) So activities, geography, weather, and then vacation budget. And I feel like what was super cool about this is that you can like figure out what's on like a must-do list for you based on different types of like if you're you know planning a cheap vacation or a hiking vacation or a I want a beach vacation down the road you can like map out different things and get like a top five list for yourself my god I love that we're definitely going to share that that might be my update next week about like me using this to plan (laughs) another vacation Rio de Janeiro was number one on my list so I think I have to present that as an option for uh me and Dan's future. I really want to go to South America. The only downside is that they don't speak Spanish there. So we'll have to figure that one out. And you're a pro at Spanish. Yeah. So, you know, what's really funny is I added my number one because I just thought that was your number one, like in life. I didn't oh. realize that the, the, the website gave you that as your number yeah. one. So I put my number one as Cape Town, South Africa, because it's just on the top of my list. But I should also do this so I can figure out what they say is on the top of my list. Yeah. Well, what's cool about it is that, you know, if you're kind of in this mode of like, I don't know where to begin, it's really helpful because they'll give you suggestions and like give you map out like, here's the average flight price. They have links to information. So it's actually really helpful in like a digital like tourism planning process. That is super cool. Jauntaroo.com. That is really awesome. I mean, my go-tos for, I mean, around like tech stuff, I have one, I really like Afar Media. Mm -hmm. It's A-F-A-R, Afar. And they do great breakdowns of like um, places to eat, places to stay, stuff to do. Um, And I actually found that Thrillist, which is like not new at all, but that helped me find a lot of, for the the restaurant stuff, like that helped me find a lot of restaurants I probably wouldn't have found using other sites. And it was really helpful to do that breakdown. So as far as tech goes, Jantaroo has landed on the top of my list of things to use to find the destination. But then if you like are a little bit more leisurely and like want to do some exploring via website, Afar Media has like consistently been a great go-to for me, at least to like daydream a little bit as yeah. I think about vacations and like what's on my list. And I think that's also a really good point to make too, is that this should, when you're thinking about your ideal vacation, you should like break out a notepad or like a digital note for yourself when you think about things that come up to you or like you're inspired by something you see on Instagram or whatever throw it in a note Mm -hmm. make 
um like a mention of it to yourself so that when you do start to actually like fully plan a vacation you're like oh yeah i remember these things are actually like i saw so and so posting about this so i want to make sure that this is something i look into because that seemed like something i would enjoy as well absolutely or start like the shared google doc with the person that you have the plan with and then like you can just both add and it becomes like this fun i I read forever ago that at google they allow um employees to have like one day a week where they work on their personal projects and so many people work on trip planning on that personal day because there is i think it like surprises some people how much goes into it not just like the booking and everything Mm -hmm. but also just like the activity planning and the timeframes and all of that stuff. And I think like having that Google doc that other people can jump in on and, and whoever's going with you or you'd like to go with you um, is a fun way to like get excited about it yeah. for that long term. So, and I also got some great tips from some people about like car rentals and things like that, that I like, I, you know, I book whatever right away, but they were like, Oh no, you gotta like, you gotta just go in cancel it, rebook it at the other rate, cancel it, rebook it at the new rate. And apparent because they change so often. And so she's like, I literally go up to the last minute booking my car rental because it changes so often that I can just switch. I can cancel it and rebook it. And I was like, that is a trick I didn't know exists. And she's like, I'm up at like 3 a.m. So like, you know, I'm checking it then. And it's the same thing with like airfare rates. Like, I don't think you can cancel and rebook those, but like really doing the like techie kind of in-depth deep dive of like booking and rentals oh yeah is apparently like it's i was like that's a job (laughs) i think um everyone should sign up for scott's cheap flights yes huge tip uh i heard that from cindy thanks to that recommendation because we get the we get notifications for like all the cheap flights if you're planning trips to like you know europe or whatever and have a main hub you'll probably have an easier time finding cheaper flights to get to place from place to place yeah that's Um, an episode in and of itself of like not just like the finding and how to relax but like the tricks and tips of like getting the cheapest or like the best deals and all that stuff i think that's outside our wheelhouse you're right (laughs) we'll employ the experts cindy you can be our guest our first and only guest (laughs) it's all you (laughs) um okay so you've gotten your time off approved vacations around the corner but you're now stressed out because you have work to do and don't know how you're going to wrap up everything before you head out on vacation and that's not the ideal way to get excited about vacation yep so what is it that you can do to shake those pre-vacay scaries let's plan ahead always the answer is you know plan ahead genius <laughs> even for someone like me who does not plan ahead <laughs> so i think um just in general it's necessary for you to get your work in order what are your top priorities and what are the things that are only happening during the time that you're gone like that's what, like a rookie mistake yeah that people make until the day they die it's crazy <laughs> because you're not going to be you're not leaving your job forever. You're just going away for a week or two. Right. You don't have to wrap everything up in a perfect bow. Right. Even if you're literally quitting your job to go on this vacation, <laughs> you don't have to do that either. Don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what are the things that like kind of come into play? I think importantly, delegating and communicating with your team about certain tasks or like, "Hey, 
it's my responsibility to monitor X, Y, and Z things. Can you just keep an eye on this while I'm out? Mm-hmm. Um, because the more that you communicate with your team about what the actual expectations are the week before you head out, everybody's going to feel a lot more comfortable. No surprises. Um, I think also just like as you're prepping projects in advance, focus only on those high value to do's and what's due when you're out. Like don't write four newsletters when you're only required to do one. Yeah, there's no point because then you're going to get back and like not just be swamped with email, but then you're like, well, it's already done and you'll probably have to tweak it anyway. So yeah, just do what's due. And just as like an example for everybody, um, Sid and I are both going out of town around the same time. So we're just recording an extra episode in advance Yeah, and uh, just one. <laughs> Only one, Just not like one. ten. No, um, but we're all, we also plan topics and recording times for before and after vacation, so we don't have to feel like oh my gosh, we don't have anything set for when we get back, and like feeling stressed about that, and then just like not being bogged down, like schedule and draft stuff in advance, whether it's like for social or anything that we're posting on our website, it's set and ready. Absolutely. It's scheduled. That's the beauty of the way the internet works now is that you can schedule a lot of things. So many things can get scheduled. And if you're not sure, check. Yeah. <laughs> because that will help you. Um, additionally, set that out of office and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy um, for people to fall into the trap of uh, answering emails while they're on vacation. Don't do it, guys. I think it it brings, I'm sure, like, some sense of calm to some people. But, like, you have to wonder why you're doing that. Like, in my mind, and I just thought of this, like, to dive a little deeper into that, like, is it not trusting your team? Is it, like, your own insecurity, like, in general? Like, really, like, not to get so, you know, too deep here, but, like, really thinking about why you feel so compelled to check um, I think is an important thing to think about. And, and maybe that'll help you like unclench a little bit or like, no, then like, again, like backing up from the the problem and like problem solving, who can you talk to about whatever it is that you've been thinking about or why you feel compelled to check when you're on vacation? Like, is it maybe you have an extra conversation with your team, an extra conversation with your boss, like just kind of backing up from there and figuring yeah. out how you can really, really detach. So... That's why it's important for you to be clear about how long it is that you're away and that you'll have no access to email while you're out. I think even if you do have access to email, make make the statement that you don't because you're on vacation. You shouldn't be checking anyway. Um, And note that you're going to respond when you return, I think, to even take it another step further. making sure that you communicate if you do have clients or customers that you work with on a weekly basis or, you know, partners that you should probably let them know like hey i'm going to be send that email in advance i'm going to be out so and so is going to be taking over if you have questions direct them to them Mm -hmm. um i think that if someone knows that you're away they're not going to expect a reply especially if they get that out of office they sent you an email thinking like joe's here right i'm gonna shoot him a message right and so by you seeing that message in your inbox they now know that you're out Mm -hmm. and aren't responding till the 12th. So don't put that pressure on yourself to feel like you have to respond because they've already gotten that automatic reply that says, I'm not going to be back till the 12th, so chat with you on the 13th. Right, right. I saw this interesting thing that I, I, an entrepreneur, actually, it's jars by... Danny. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. She literally just puts cake in jars. 
and like okay. little like little like jelly jars. And I started following her one day years ago, and I'm just kind of obsessed. And every time I go to buy from her, I'm like, you really don't need this product. But it's like a fun gifty thing. And she has like these. I'm getting off topic, but she has these like fun little things set up all over New York City that have like the jars in coolers and you can pick them up at like convenience store. It's really cool. They're like layered and with frosting and sprinkles and they're so yummy. And well, I imagine that they are. I've not had one yet, (laughs) but I've been following her for a long time now. So what I really appreciated that she did. So she got married and this is how Instagram works is that like I now know everything about her life or at least I feel like I do because I've been following her for so long. So she got married And she had committed, and she's super active on Instagram, and she had committed to not being on social media for an entire honeymoon, which I think, like, it's one thing if you're a business owner and, like, you're committing to, like, taking vacation, but, like, only call me if there's a fire. Um, But there's another thing if you have a really strong social media presence and you you have committed to, like, being a strong check-in for the followers. What she did was she set up a week's worth, I think she was gone herself for like a week or so what she did was she set up one different influencer a day for takeover for her page and i thought that was really cool because it did a a few things it 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 kind of alleviated her being gone so it wasn't like she was ghosting her followers and i think you know that's a cool different version of prep it was really cool and so like obviously we can get way far into like the taking a break from social how you deal with that all those things we've talked about it before but I thought it was really cool because there are a number of benefits to this. She can walk away giving her the power to people that she trusts. It's a huge benefit to the people taking over because now they've opened themselves up to a whole new audience. And then their followers have been opened up to jars by Danny's audience. No. Their audience have been opened up to Jars by Danny's page yes. <laughs> by nature of them being on Jars by Danny's page. So Mutually beneficial for everybody. I should have said that. <laughs> That's a lot more clean. But I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, oh my gosh, if your social media presence is really strong and something that you have committed to, I think it's like when radio hosts get a sub for the week. Like you yeah. can't just shut down, right? Like some people just really can't shut down on their social game. So they invite different people to take over their page for a week. And I just thought that was a really interesting way to do it. That obviously takes probably a fair amount of prep and planning. But, but I so think, does everything else. It's absolutely. just a different version of it. Exactly. So I thought that that was like, if you're a person that like lives in that world, and I think, again, like the, the mutual benefits of that kind of situation just seem to outweigh anything that could go wrong in my mind. So yeah. just something to think about if that's like the world you live in. I love that. Yeah. So that was cool. So what else should we do? Should we get excited? I think we should get excited. (laughs) It's time to get excited because uh, you have a vacation coming and there does require some itinerary planning a little bit. Just a smidge. We talked about this a little bit briefly, but making sure that you're searching online for ideas or, you know, getting recommendations for friends on a recent trip when we were planning is kind of like a spontaneous, like, we needed to go somewhere. We Mm -hmm. booked it. We've got our Airbnb set. Where should we go? And What's next? We were like, who's been to Charleston and Savannah? We'd love your recommendations. And the amount of input that we got from people, not only just to say, like, seven people said you have to go to 167 Raw. So we did. Get, and was it awesome? Get them oysters. We had the best time. Um, 
But that's really great because you're getting input from people who've already been to the place. I think it helps get you excited about the actual like activity or excursion that you're planning or just like recommendations on things that you might not consider. Right. Um, Someone actually recently asked me for tips on, they were like, you've been to Colorado a bunch of times. And I was like, I'm going to give you a really scary tip, but you should probably like be really conscious of drinking a lot of water and not planning a hike for the day that you get there because you have to get adjusted to the altitude. It will shock your system. And like, knowing this person who doesn't enjoy drinking water, that was an important, like, you literally will pass out. (laughs) (laughs) So don't chance it. Um, So that's something like, you know, just tips that you, things you wouldn't consider. Um, And then I think additionally, like what we were talking about to like alleviate any anxiety around, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next or I didn't plan enough. It's like having picking one thing and then what is it that you can do from there so like kind of that like tangenting off or like the spikes that come from this one experience what else can you do from that um that element of what you're doing absolutely and i think like to your point about i've been seeing a lot more people maybe because it's summer and people are just taking more vacation right now but i have seen a lot more people asking their instagram community about like tips for where they're traveling and like what to do and all that stuff i think as the person that like is on the receiving end of that i have like i have a couple places always as my go-tos and I feel like I can always help because I've got like my standards that I always give off and I think like that's a fun thing to do if you're the one being asked like think about really like really help because people aren't just putting that out there to like rub it in your face that they're going on vacation like they want to make the most of it and they obviously trust their audience so like give them your go-tos and like don't be shy about it they'll either take it or leave it but um, I think it's a fun way to like engage with an audience too to be able to share some stuff um one of the things to follow on that um obviously there are going to be spontaneous things that you do on your trip so make note of those mm, after you do them so true we when we like come back to our airbnb slash hotel we'll write down some of the stuff that we did so that we can say like oh this wasn't on our original agenda but we ended up doing this really awesome thing that we know we want to recommend to people absolutely that's a great tip don't forget them um Yeah, and one of the things that I find (laughs) really helpful, because I am not an advanced packer, I generally pack the night before I leave or the morning I leave to go to a place. And I think when you're thinking about, like, getting excited (laughs) about a trip and, like, you're ready to go and, like, you're taking that step, thinking about, like, what you're going to wear, checking the weather, like, those things seem really mundane. But I was even listening to a podcast where the guy had just traveled to Mexico and he was, like, really expecting a certain type of weather and it was not that type of weather at all so he was like very unprepared clothing wise and so yeah like just thinking through even if it's a place that's really hot but is expecting rain for the week that you're there or something like that just to be fully prepared and I think because I tend to have a fair amount of crossover from like my work wear to my like hangout wear I really want to know okay like what laundry am I doing the Friday I'm before I leave or like what am I getting prepared or what am I not wearing to make sure I can bring it on vacation with me you know me i love to pack like you pack a week in advance far in advance i'm like how do you have that many clothes (laughs) how do you have that much underwear i'm like i need to do a full wash before i go 
anywhere again. I like to be prepared. I know. I, it just, it honestly, like, everybody says that I stress them out by not packing at all. I get stressed for the people that pack a week in advance because then you're just staring at a packed bag for a full week. No, it's great because it's done. It makes no sense to me. It makes For this no trip sense. that is happening this weekend, I am ill-prepared. And there's like, a, there's like a, a variety of different scenarios that we'll be in. So mm. I'm like, I need my jumbo suitcase for this trip. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's, three not days. Wor- it's not worthy of that. <laughs> but that is like, that's one that like, I really helps me get excited is like checking the weather, like those little things that you do at home mm-hmm. anyway, like do it for the place that you're going. It helps you get excited, like thinking about if you're like going out for a fancy dinner or you're going hiking, like really thinking about obviously my hiking wear does not cross over to my work wear, but still like just to, and I, I am not a planner, but I do make a strong checklist for like my H and B's for all my toiletries and for all of my clothes. Like there is a mm-hmm. checklist that I go through and, and go line by line. So another thing Phone to help charger, you write it on oh, the list. Yeah. And if you're international traveling, Ooh. international charger. Yeah. Very important. Grab, Very important. Grab your passport. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dig that ID, one out. Do all of it. <laughs> but it is like make yourself that. And I think like that, might seem stressful to some people, but I do think that adds an element of excitement to the whole thing that it's like coming down the pike and you're getting close and you're ready to go. Every trip I've been on, I have purchased a new thing that I did not consider while on the packing process. What are some of those things, if you can remember them? Uh, so many. Forever in H&B, obviously. But. Um, there have been times where like I bought like sunscreen because it was like... Yeah. I don't want to have to put this in my carry-on toiletries, whatever. Oh, didn't and you I, buy, like, flip-flops on your last trip? Flip-flops, <laughs> bought a new pair of shoes while I was in Charleston. Yes. So, tip, bring three pairs of shoes because you will probably get blisters from one of them. Yeah, and without expecting it. Yeah. So, I had two pairs. I had um, a pair of flats, like sandals, and a pair of, um, like, regular black flats. Nice. And my feet were, we literally walked forever. And I was like, I can't wear either of these again. Yeah. And so I purchased a pair of sneakers, which I love. And so I'm very excited <laughs> and about still it. still wear them. And same thing when I was in San Francisco. Had I, you know, not wanted to spend money, I would have bought another pair of shoes because my feet hurt so much from the two pairs. It was also like 60 degrees, but at home, 90 degrees. So to bring a pair of boots was like not something I was willing to consider. I was like, it's it's summertime. Yeah. (laughs) It's fully summer. I don't have time for this. And then I had to buy a jacket when we were in Seattle a couple years ago. You have a strong record. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the thing you don't think about is all the walking you're going to do. I, and if you're the person that is like the partner of the person who's getting blisters, be understanding. I've totally been there and not been understanding. I'm like, suck it up. But like, you know, for the person that has blisters, bring appropriate socks. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Fair. Or (laughs) Band-Aids. Or Band-Aids. Necessary. Yes, always. Um, But yeah, I think all those things are good to consider. Yeah. Okay, it's vacation time. We're excited. How do you make the most of it and chill the F out? Yeah. Uh, uh, My favorite thing is to download all my favorite jams, Mm -hmm. movies on my iPad and or Dan's iPad, um, and all the podcasts for the trip. Yes. I think... This is a no work zone, so make that plane time part of your downtime or the road trip time. Like, don't listen to things that require require you to use your brain. 
download all that fun stuff, grab your favorite magazines, mm-hmm. grab your favorite book that you've been dying to read. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. That's what, like, books is mine because I feel like I don't, you can judge me, but I don't read a ton when I'm home. Like, I, you know, I stick to my regulars and, you know, read a lot I love of, a, like, I love a short, round. short uh, form content. Yes, always. But, like, there are entire blogs for beach reads and there are entire sections for beach reads. Like, if you, even if you're not heading to the beach, <laughs> like, that's where this lives. It's, like, like digestible it's like kind of fun it's a guilty pleasure like put that on your list i have um there's been a lot even doug had said that he heard a lot about this book through like social media but it's called hey ladies and it's basically like a email correspondence an email correspondence with eight friends like throughout the course of a year and I heard a ton about it through different outlets, through different newsletters. And I'm really, really excited to read it. I got it a couple weeks ago, and I've just been saving it for my trip. Um, but I also heard Crazy Rich Asians is, like, a great beach read. It's gonna, mm. it's coming out as a movie in, like, two weeks. Um, but it was a book first, and a friend of mine read it. Shout out to Kel. And she said that it was, like, the most page-turner of page-turners. Love it. So, yeah, just a couple options there. But, like, again, this is time for just hanging out. And if you've got, if you've had that book like on your back burner for a while, now's the time. I love it. Now's the time. Um, Another thing that I have started implementing a lot is when planning your trip, book that flight or plan your time to uh, road trip or take the bus or whatever. Arrive early and leave late. Yeah. So that basically means that you get an extra couple of hours each day. You're getting, especially if you get, like for us, we get the bonus if we're going west, like a whole three hours of extra time. Yep. Um, and then when you're coming home, like, you know, you're just going to go to bed. So like get in at 11 p.m. or yeah. whatever. I think that's a great tip. And that's something like I, I do agree with like the arrive early piece. Like I just generally, and I read that. It, your flight is much less likely to get delayed or canceled if you're on an early morning flight. Just hundred percent true a, as a tip. Um, I now just follow that advice forever. Mm-hmm. I never think about the leave late because I'm always like, I need some downtime. But I know we're going to get to this in a little bit about like how to take maybe an extra, an extra, maybe a half day, maybe a full day. Um, but yeah, you want to squeeze as much time as you can out of the out of the destination, especially because you really want to. You know, you're going there for a reason, I imagine. So that's a good place to start. Um, I think one of the, like, cornerstones of relaxation is knowing what is going to set you off. Huh? You want to know if you need a snack. Always. You want to know if you need Band-Aids on your heels. Definitely. And you just want to know, like, in general, what mood you're going to be in at, like, what time of day and, like, what sideways look you're going to throw someone if they just come at you wrong. So, like, if you're trying to relax, but you you know, like, you are a person that needs a snack, if you know that, like, you've gone hours between meals, like, carry a snack. Like, no one's going to dog you for that. I just think that... Knowing what your needs are is the best place to start um, when you're going on vacation, solo or with someone. I really think, like, even if you're by yourself, like, if you're going to be miserable or if you get, like, tension headaches from not doing something at the appropriate time, then, like, just do it. Like, are you a person that, like, isn't going to incessantly use your phone? Like, have a charger in your bag. Like, use the one at the bar because they usually have one and they usually let you use it. But I just think, like... 
Having all those things in place, knowing yourself well enough to mm-hmm. know what's going to set you off is going to be better long run always. 100%. Always, always. Um, I think if you're the type of person that must check your email while you're out on vacation, schedule time to do it once a day and communicate that with the rest of the people that you're traveling with so you set the expectation. Um I'm definitely of the variety that likes to keep an eye on my inbox, but that's mostly just so I'm, like, clearing out the clutter. Mm -hmm. I have fully implemented a, like, when I'm off, I'm off status, um, and it's made for much more relaxing time. But um, Gmail has a really awesome new feature that's called in their, like, new Gmail version. So download that because it's amazing. Hmm. Um, It's called the snooze feature and so you can put the pause on an email that's in your inbox and set a reminder for it it'll literally disappear from your inbox and then come back on the day and time that you set the reminder for so you can snooze something until you return from vacation so you don't even see it in that's your inbox. awesome so you're like inbox zero for all of vacay because wow. everything's just paused Wow, they thought of everything, huh? Well, actually, another company did that, and a lot of people oh. were like, this is the most genius thing of all time, and we're not going to use Gmail until they institute this. So we're actually, uh, Gmail fans are really excited about this because it's wow. been a long time coming. Obviously, I'm behind in the tech world, which is nothing new, but that's exciting. <laughs> but I think, in general, the more that we check and respond to things, the more that your team is going to expect that of you. Yeah. So let them take it on yourself, like or themselves. I think you made a really good point of like what is what is it in, inside you that's making you feel like you need to check in on this stuff. You said that you were taking time off, so take that time off. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a phone, so or you most likely have a phone. So if you need to be reached, I'm sure there is a way that someone will find to reach you. <laughs> yeah. Um besides like obviously enjoying your vacation to the fullest, plan an extra day when you get back. Always. I have like just recently discovered that this is the greatest thing of all time. The only thing of all time. <laughs> like this is this is what makes a vacation worth it. <laughs> I'm pretty much always jet lagged. Because <laughs> lately most of the And you get pla- cranky, so <laughs> most of the places that we've been going have been like West Coast leaning. So coming back is always like a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really important to have that chill time to like do your laundry, unpack Go to the grocery store, buy a fresh bag of coffee. For sure. <laughs> like things that you don't consider when you are re entering your non vacation mode. Yes. And I think to go from like vacation to immediately back into the office can be really hard. So if there's an opportunity for you to take it a half day or an extra day, definitely do that. Um, obviously, not everyone's graced with loads of pto mm-hmm. but if you are take advantage of it and if you're not this is a thing that i just th- think should just be employed all over the place in a work environment if you don't have that grace period if like you can't take an extra day or something like that i just think there should be like an unspoken rule that if it's my first day back in the office do not talk to it's me quiet zone it's just like my door is closed my cubicle has its invisible door fully shut and locked because you need to like rifle through your email mm-hmm. you have to answer like the like like red alert emails you have to listen to all of your phone messages you need to like get yourself back in order and i think that takes a full day it really does and i think like it shouldn't be rushed and it shouldn't be and like 
you know everybody's super well-meaning. And I just did this this week where I walked right into the office of the person that was off on this super awesome vacation. I was like, tell me all about it. How was it? Like, just give me everything. And that is like not a pet peeve of mine when people do it to me because they are always well-intentioned. And I don't mean to sound like ungrateful for the care of like how my trip was. But I think there's also like a human aspect to that where you're like, hey, like I just wanted to say welcome back and then move it right along. And then that person will either come back around and say like, oh my gosh, we had the best time, yada, yada. Run into them in the hall eventually at some point. But I've been like those five hours in the beginning of the day. (laughs) Totally, totally. Like, I'm so glad you're back. I hope you had a great time. I'll catch up with you later. Big peace sign and I'm out. Yeah. So like, I just think that's an unspoken rule that should be respected um, or speak it (laughs) and like put it right out there, whatever you prefer. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I read, I think I talked about, it was the same article that I had mentioned in our last episode um, about, like, how to prepare for a vacation or how to, like, make it your own or something. But this was a really funny thing that I don't think I mentioned before. But one of the people was, like, have a block of parm in your fridge before you leave. And It's was, so freaking true. <laughs> I do this. And it was, like, it was it was so funny. So she was, like, she said that coming, like, home and knowing she can make a cacio e pepe is, like, the best feeling in the whole world because like you know travel stuff happens like little blips will occur and like all of a sudden all the places that you'd go to get food are fully closed and so like what are you gonna do and for me it's more of like a frozen spanakopita from trader joe's Mm -hmm. instead of you know the other pasta dish but i think like whatever you're gonna want to come home and eat like have that ready to go and that's like a preemptive way to like throw that frozen pizza in in the freezer grab it when you're picking up your snacks for the plane absolutely i just think like that was such a great tip that like I have forever come home and not had anything in my fridge everything is closed and I'm not like a McDonald's person so like that was never going to be my life like I guess I'll just figure this out till tomorrow right right so I think that was a like that was a fun but very appropriate heads up mm-hmm. for the folks that that can cook <laughs> I love that so much yeah um I think just in general, if you're planning a vacation around the things that you love to do, you're going to find it easier to soak that all in and relax. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really important thing to just like see where the day takes you when you're exploring and enjoying. It doesn't need to be like, we were supposed to be at this. Obviously, if you made dinner reservations, sure. Um, or put like, yourself like a cool tour. Yeah. <laughs> but like I've found so many amazing spontaneous extra experiences by asking locals where to go or just like kind of having the freedom of like oh this is not exactly what we expected but what's an alternative like what else is something that we enjoy to do um i went on a trip with some uh lady friends to napa Mm. and our plan kind of shifted and we were like what if we just did like a spa day and called around to see who has anything available and so we flipped our entire plan and booked like an afternoon of spa treatments so awesome and it was amazing yeah and it was like the perfect we were all like we did our own treatments massages like you had definitely been drinking a lot i imagine so well that was how we started the trip (laughs) oh yeah interesting so we kicked it off with a spa experience well because you were coming off of a work thing yeah yeah it was a conference so it was really nice to be able to just kind of like see where the experience took us and ended up having like 
the best time. Mm-hmm. And like when we were in Dan and I were in Charleston, we walked into this one shop and we were like, well, where do you guys like to go? Mm-hmm. Because they have the insider tips. Mm-hmm. As someone who loves to give recommendations for places to visit, I like to actually source that from the people. Because like you do your research and you're like, this restaurant sounds cool, but like where's the hot new place? Yeah, like, totally. Wh- what's the new bar that opened or That's- oyster place that only the locals go to and that's why i think asking your bartenders is like Mm -hmm. if you're if you're a drinker or even if you just like are getting a seltzer at a bar like ask your bartender where they eat where they drink where they hang out i think that they have a lot as long as you know they've been there for a hot minute like in wherever you're visiting then they probably have like fun places to go and like good stuff to see so and they're not going to like sell you on a tour because what is their benefit of it unless it's actually genuine yeah so yeah trust your local people if you've got friends in the area if you've got friends who've been there like just just lean on all those people because they're gonna have your best recommendations yeah for sure I also just think like and we've talked about this but I just want to like bring it home with the taking the pressure off and just knowing that you're on vacation but I thought what we talked about earlier was so true like implementing elements that you like about being home and like those relaxing points of being home like that helps take the pressure off feeling like you have to do everything you have to see everything and you'll miss all of the relaxing points of like if you are in the dead of winter at your hometown and you just need sun like just leave it there like just let that be enough and like Mm -hmm. you know obviously plan some stuff if you want to do some stuff but like just enjoy the sunshine with your cup of coffee if that's something that you really wish you could do at home at that moment. So just like don't make it don't make it a project, don't make it like an assignment for yourself to have to complete and do it at 100%. Like just find a way to like take all of that pressure off. Yeah. Just explore and enjoy and chill out because the point of vacation is for you to explore new things. You're not going to be able to see all of Europe in one week. So be realistic about what your expectations are for that trip. Yeah. And be open to whatever happens. Yeah. I think, like, that's when I was in Scotland, that was kind of the mode that we were all in. And I really appreciate that trip because it was amazing to be in Scotland. We definitely took advantage of the things that we would never see anywhere else. But we also like slept a lot and like had really, we went to the same place and had great food and we like had super lazy mornings and didn't have a super like strict time schedule. And we were still able to do all the things that we wanted Mm -hmm. to do. I still came back from that trip feeling fully relaxed, but also like feeling very smart about what I was taking away. (laughs) We were super pumped when we were in Charleston to be like in bed by 10 PM. Yeah, man. Like (laughs) I am not, I am not a 2 AM -er, and especially if you go somewhere that's a 4 AM type of environment, like I'm not even making it to midnight on a good night on a good day. So, like, plan around that. Like, I'm never going to be the person that's going to rage until 2 because I'm just never going to be that person. Give me, like, an amazing dinner. Keep me out till midnight, then put me to bed. I'm happy. Just good. So, yeah, I think that's, like, that's kind of what we've got today, you guys. I'm super excited for our vacations. I'm very excited about our vacations. And I'm really, like, again, as always, like, if you have tips, if you have go-to moves, tell us all about them. If there's a way that you, like, manage your right before you leave work schedule or anything like that like just let us know we want to hear it we're ready we're ready as always shall we break let's break 
Feeling like a queen yet? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it. Find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week. 